You're listening to the Scars and Guitars podcast series that syndicates for the A-List Online, and my name is Andrew Mackay-Smith. The interview subject I've got coming up for you, he's called Tony Kako, or Kekko. I'm sorry, Tony, if you're listening. I don't really, I should have asked you during the call, actually, what the Finnish pronunciation of your surname was, but either way, Tony is a member of Sonata Arctica. And the reason for the chat... Well, that's to talk up the brand new album, an album that I'm, of course, going to mispronounce here, even though I did ask him through the conversation how to pronounce it. But here I go. Talviyor, I think it is. T-A-L-V-I-Y. And then there's those two Ormulat things over the O. And that'll be out later on in the year sometime. Okay, so it'll be out within a month or two's time, given that today's date is the 12th of August 2019. It's pretty good stuff, even if you don't like power metal or that traditional heavy metal style stuff. Everything that Sonata Arctica have done has had enough for the casual metal or rock fan to remain interested in their music. That's my opinion anyway. Really enjoyed this conversation too with Tony. Occasionally these things happen where we just start talking about life and all the rest of it. Of course we talk about the music and the new album, but this is one of those free-flowing conversations that I just enjoy having and Truth be told, I'll probably have even more of them moving forward because we're all people and we all like talking about regular people things aside from the music. So anyway, here we go. Here he is, Tony from the band Sonata Arctica. Good, mate. Meaning we can have a chat now. There you go. (laughs) What's been happening? Hold on. There's something wrong with something. I can't hear you. All right. Ah. One second. No, can that you hear me? Right, right. Yeah, I can hear oh, me. perfect. Yeah, that's some, something went wrong with something. I was had muted you. So, anyways, it's, it's how are you? Technology. I'm good, but it's technology. There's always something <laughs> going on with technology. You know that. You're on stage yes. often enough, and uh, uh, everything not working yes. one night. You know. Yes, uh, that's frequent. But I hopefully, hopefully, it's always something that you can live with. But you know, sometimes it's. Look, I may. It's not unfortunate, but yeah. I'm a musician too, and I play covers. And I've learned to bring. <laughs> let me tell you something. I've learned to bring right. two of everything, and I'd bring three of everything if I had a choice. I've got to tell you, I definitely right. bring three guitars along, because I've I've had right. two I've had two fail in one night, which thought, if the backup fails, what are you going to do? Not play? No, you bring a third. That's what you do. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you've got to do this. Right, right, right. But you know, well, but, you know how it is. I, I do, but like, tell me before we we uh, kick things off properly, mate. How do I pronounce the name of the album? Talvi Yö. Talvi Yö. Talvi Yö. It's probably too difficult. Okay. Yeah. Talvi is a word meaning uh, winter, and Yö is night. So it's winter night in English. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, a, fi- right. a Finnish word, yeah. A Finnish word. First question for you, then, properly, proper. What do you think? Because I spoke to Tarja the other night. What do you think so many great heavy metal bands come out of Finland? What's in the water, or more to the point, in the ice up there? <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, I think it's something to do with uh, the melancholic mindset that Finnish people tend to have. Really, uh, we enjoy melancholic music, and then it's some kind of Slavic thing, I suppose, that hmm. we got from the east somewhere, Russia and as such. So, and it, it, of course, it fits really well with the metal music, which is sort of dark and, and and so forth many times anyways so mm. it, it it swims right in but why do we have so many bands um i don't know maybe it's the long winters and we have nothing to do mm. stereotypically <laughs> although we do of course but <laughs> yeah it's, it's a it's a thing that i would bottle it and sell it if i could 
Yeah, it's a lot like that, isn't it? Yeah, sometimes I think, see, even in Australia, it's a bit of a tangent, but our sporting success isn't that great lately. But through the 60s, 70s, 80s and the 90s, we did really well as a nation, you know, competing against the US and the serious European nations that have got like three and four times the amount of people at what Australia's got. But I just sort of feel like lately we've gone off the boil a bit. And what I put that down to, a lot of it, is that people are realising all of the wonderful things you can do in Australia outside. So so people aren't focusing so much on academic and sporting disciplines as much as what they used to because there is so much more opportunity now courtesy of the internet. And do you find that with, with Finland insofar as the music that a lot of the bands that were really bigger like yourself and Taria who have been around for 20 or 30 years or thereabouts, are there new bands coming through that are keeping the flame alive there? Um. Well, we have new bands, but it's uh, we have, we've sort of uh, missed this wave of really young bands, like kids on their twenties, kids, yeah, quote unquote, <laughs> uh, like like what we have with uh, Nightwish, uh, uh, and Children of Buddha and us, for yeah, example, yes, yeah. and him, and and then a lot a lot of these bands. Uh, it was a wave of bands that just came in within five years or so, and uh, we haven't had that in in the longest time. And uh, I was worried for in a in one point that what's what's going to happen with Finnish rock metal scene at all. But mm. lately we've had a, a Beast in Black and 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 yeah. Battle Beast that are sort of waving yes. the flag around. So that, that at least it is. But we haven't had before them, we haven't had any, any bands that would have been internationally like really, really successful. But it, it looks really good with these two bands that they might actually make it there. Mm. Mm. Well, you guys are still riding high. I mean, this new album, I've listened to you guys a little bit over the years, it's fair to say. Power metal isn't exactly my thing. Well, you know, I don't mean to pigeonhole you directly as a power metal band, but you know what I'm saying. You fall into that traditional yeah, yeah, metal course, category. Yeah. But you're very bloody yes. good at it, and you've always been good at it, ever since Ecliptica. Yeah. Uh, and I remember oh, reading all about that album in Metal Maniacs. Remember that print magazine from the US that used to be out back in the day? I remember yes, I do. <laughs> reading about one of the authors there, one of the writers there, gushing over it, and then there was silence that came out after that. So I remember back in those days when I was still really heavily invested in discovering new bands, bands because I'm in my 40s these days. I'm not saying my tastes are set, but it's a lot harder for me to get into new things organically. I tend to get sent a lot of things and get into them that way. But I remembered reading about you guys and being really intrigued because that was the era. I've spoken to a lot of musicians about this. This was the era that heavy metal started coming out of the shadows. I spoke to Jacome recently from Hammerfall about it. You know, and, and I imagine the same thing happened to you guys when you started way back with Ecliptica. Did people think that you were crazy for playing traditional metal back at a time when Limp Biscuit and Corn Deftones were ruling the airwaves and heavy metal? Really, this is an era, remember, that bands were like Megadeth and Metallica. I don't know about I think Iron Maiden always stayed the course, but they were ditching their logos. So did did you know the stylized logos they always had? Did you ever feel yeah. a bit on the outer when you first started? And did you think that, for example, you'd be here? 20 years later talking to a fella from Australia all about it? <laughs> well, we were a demo band that, and, and sort of an apple that was picked from the tree as a raw thing. You know, we didn't, didn't have any any hopes or dreams becoming a professional musician, let alone having a career of 20 years. <laughs> so so, so uh, we were just, you know, following the food, uh, the tracks of Stratovarius, which were like our huge biggest idols at the time mm -hmm. and uh we just we were just doing what we loved doing 
playing melodic power metal and 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 it was a short period that I was actually listening to that that kind of music but it 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 was fruitful uh, we started this band and and became what we are mm. with that style and uh, and uh, we were doing really well and, and I didn't think that uh, that it would have been crazy. Nobody criticized us because in Finland, metal music was on the rise. It, it was a big thing already uh, in, in the turn of the, the century there, mm-hmm. millennium. Mm. <laughs> and uh, and uh, and we got up there really, really fast, uh, getting fame in Finland and, and, and selling tons of albums in Japan being sort of the biggest oh, thing yeah. <laughs> to come. And, and it, it felt like why could not this thing happen all over the world? It, it felt really, really, really good, and and no criticism, just praises, and and uh, we got a really flying start. So uh, I don't know. We I didn't experience it that way, anyways. Hmm. And uh, you asked that, did I dream of this? Sort of talking to anybody hmm. about my music twenty years later? No, of course not. It, it was just you know one album at a time, and I'm still really happy to be able to make one more album and one more album you know the mm-hmm. coming of age i'm 44 myself so mm-hmm. <laughs> you you start to in some point you start to think that anything and everything you do might be the last time you know going on tour in north america next month and, and I'm, I'm you know trying to take the best out of it and and thinking that this might just as well be the last time because of a number of reasons of course you know mm-hmm. it might be that it, it's not uh, financially liable anymore to go there, or then I might die. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> but yeah, you're too. right; it's yeah, all, God, it's all there, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Hilarious. Yeah. But you've you've got. Yeah, but anything. I mean, you've yeah. got the potential to do. Um, I know you've done some solo-related stuff, though. But is that? Do you think that's on the agenda, regardless of whether or not Sonata Arctica keeps on going or not? Do you think you'll do more solo stuff? Uh, yes, I, I will. I, I have like maybe two albums of uh, like two album worth of, of, of uh, album uh, songs ready. Yeah. Just missing the lyrics. I, I need to. I have a concept and an idea that I want to build it around, and and uh, and uh, I just hope that I have the energy and time to get around doing it. But I I've I managed to, during the last two years. I've been writing the songs, and and I I love them. It's in a healthy way, it's really different from Somata Arctica. Mm. All by that, I actually stole once once again a song from my solo project for Somata Arctica. Who Failed the Most was one of the songs that I, I had on my like side mm. project thing. Yep. And uh, and it, it was a slower version of that song, and it was really good, but it, I felt that it, the project doesn't need it. It's by no means the best song that I have there. Okay, yep. But it, but it it it, yeah. it really got a, a live with Sonata Arctica. It it it's going to be one of the singles actually as well. Okay, cool. Yeah, because I was watching that just before we got on the call. I was watching that video that you did using that Olympus equipment, where you you watched you put it up on YouTube, and you're playing an acoustic guitar, and it's almost got like a southern blues boogie vibe to it. The music that you're playing that you know <laughs> the art video that I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, I remember. Yeah. Yes, of course. I thought it was great. I thought it was great, and it was really unexpected. And I'm a really big fan of musicians taking a 90 degree turn and experimenting and doing different things. Do you think? Do you think you're going to do stuff more along that line, or was that a once off? Um, 
probably on my solo side project thing, I'm, I'm, I'm going to do different kind of stuff. And even with some of Arctica, like spot type things, even on this album, we have some moments that are really different. Mm. Like let's, for example, the ending of the Raven still fly with you, uh, which is like this ukulele rhythmic vocal thingy thingy, which is very unsonata arctica like mm-hmm. and, and I enjoy doing lo- things that are not metal and might shock some people that expect certain things from sonata arctica but I I am not a, I can't call myself a metalhead I love music with good melodies and rhythmic parts and and and, and fundamentally the things that make me feel something make me laugh surprise me in some way and and that's mm-hmm. that's what I'm trying to create and and yeah that olympus advertisement thing it, it was fun to do and which reminds me that i, I owe people another one of, of the same type <laughs> i promised everybody that i would do another and i haven't done that yet so i gotta get around mm-hmm. it well I, I like i you do take 90 degree turns meaning that you do go in an adjacent direction to what people would anticipate and you've done that a lot in the past and people probably don't realize that you've covered a Mad Max song, which is a Tina Turner tune, We Don't Need Another Hero. Now, being Australian, that song was everywhere back in the day because, of course, Mad Max is set in Australia. Yeah. That song was everywhere well, back in the day. I remembered that. But wh- where do you, uh, where do you, how do you pick songs that you cover? Because that's fairly obscure, that one, really, for someone from Finland. I assume this is not a hit over there. But how do you find these songs? And you also did Richie, Lionel Richie songs. You know, I mean, it's fantastic. <laughs> Well, that was actually that was Northern Kings. It, it was not Sonata Arctica that did those, those mm. things. But I was singing there, yeah. Yeah. But but uh, just you know, choosing songs that we like and get a certain feel from. Like for example, I, I can mention uh, um, I can't dance the Genesis song. Genesis, yeah. yeah I was yeah. just yeah, and and uh, the music video and everything that I I, I actually made for there as well to sing the the song and. Uh, it just started something that I was fooling around in shower. You know, always you yeah. get the best ideas when you're in a place where you can't actually record Lights. it. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I came out with this vibe, this having like this uh, uh, horns playing the melody thing there, like the rhythmic part and, and, and everything. And I thought, oh God, this is going to be so great. And uh, we should have seen the moment when I introduced the idea to the guys. It wasn't like... <laughs> the easiest process of, of getting <laughs> their heads around the idea, but it, everybody seems to love the song, of yeah. course, now. And, and uh, it, it, it's fun. It's, it, it's, it's a song that needs to have certain idea behind it because we, we don't want to make a uh, blueprint yeah. of the original. I think it, it's not the point. It, it's not smart. Then the original is always much better. But if you come up with, with a version of the song that is healthily different, that is like a totally different song, in in sense that it, it's been arranged in a mm. uh, different genre, for example, then it it, it has a point and it, it has a potential to find a new audience for the song. And and, and in that sense, you know, even if mm. a lot of the songwriters and musicians they are really jealous of their work, but if a different idea, different approach of the song gives the song a new life, gives it an opportunity and a new audience, then then uh, why not? No, I, I've been jealous of Sonata Arctica songs, but I wouldn't mind having a big band mm. <laughs> covering a Sonata Arctica song oh, sometime. Yeah, yeah. It'd be good to see that, wouldn't it? You know, the other the other thing yeah. the other thing about Talvio is the uh, 
the song titles, they're hilarious. Seriously, like, I mean, you've got the usual <laughs> song titles here, like Storm the Armada and um, The Raven Still Flies With You, stuff that I'd anticipate. But then you've got Who, fa- who Failed the Most and the, the classic <laughs> yeah. Ismo's Got Good Reactors. What does that one mean? <laughs> what does that one mean? Well, there's a short story behind uh, Ismo's Got Good Reactors. Uh, I was like 12, 13 years old. And my best friend's big brother, who was seven years older than we were, uh, he died like eight years ago. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was studying at the time when I, I was a kid uh, to be a kindergarten teacher. And as a part of the education, the schooling that he had uh, was to uh, work with also with with uh, disabled kids and, yeah. and kids with uh, developmental issues. So uh, one time they went out on this retreat to an island with a boat with an outboard motor the engine and then uh they were standing there on the pier and uh mika his name was mika not ismo by the way <laughs> and uh, he was standing there on a the pier and uh, noticed that the motor was about to dip back in the water and it was pretty shallow so it would have probably hit the rocks but he manages to save the motor and then lift it back up mm-hmm. right on time and then one of the kids standing there on the pier said oh ismo's got good reactors you know meaning <laughs> of course that he's got great reflexes and reactions but <laughs> messes up the name and, and the word but you know it, it was so hilarious that i it yeah, got stuck you, you know every yeah. time every every time something like that it's an everyday saying that i have these days and then we have the bunch of people we have right. so every time something like that someone manages to save the day and all the moment at the last moment like that with great reflexes it's it's most got good reactors moment and nice. it's also it's a wonder it's a wonderful way to remember a friend a yeah. best friend, friend who, who who had a great sense of humor as well so. yeah that's cool that's a really good explanation for that one there this that, that yeah. is what makes songs even more personal even from a fan's perspective because it comes from somewhere within you your your life and your world you I mean we can rake yeah exactly. we can make up song names that if they come from a direct experience they're um they generally yeah. they generally tend to be the ones that are the most memorable ones and I hope, I hope people hear this interview if it's okay with you i'll release it as a podcast episode so so as people can actually listen to your explanation behind that but uh i mean it's uh, look, yeah i listened I, I listened to the song and I, yeah it's a good song it's a good catchy song you know it's it's one of the shorter songs on the album i think it's the shortest song on the album so it's actually one of those cuts that actually could you know you could make a youtube clip for or fans could make a youtube clip for and it could get out there but um yeah yeah but uh you know i mean it's it's the, the fan side of things you know you must get a lot of communication over social media from fans asking particularly when you're going to tour certain places. So do you get a lot of contact from Australian fans asking you when you're going to come down here again? Frequently, yeah. Mm. <laughs> Every yeah. now and again. But, you know, it's a, we have, we've been there only once. Yeah. Was it like 2009-10? Yeah, I think the so. Turn yeah. of the, yeah, the, around New Year's. So, so, yeah, people ask. Not every day, but like monthly, you get like a mm. couple of people asking when you're coming to Australia. Uh, big fan and and so forth. And so I'm I'm happy to say that we are planning a tour to come to Australia nice. right now at the moment. But 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 that's going to be a little more than a year from now, anyways. And I hope mm. to tell you some good news still this year. But but we'll see we'll we'll see what happens. I'm keeping my fingers crossed big time mm. to make it happen. 
Well, that's going to be music to people's ears. You know, we tend to, we, God, we get a lot of bands touring down here, so there's a little bit of fatigue, I think, associated with it. Insofar as, I, I'm, I promise you, mate, there's like a great band touring every week um, from either Europe oh. or the US. It's, I don't know what's happened in the last two years or so, but I think we're <laughs> a bankable market or something like that. But that's good news <laughs> for you guys who don't tour that often. Australia, that is. Yeah. When absolutely. you do come yeah, down a bit like when Elviti toured, you know, you get a big response. Yeah, that it's a good thing. But you know, us being there every year, uh, I'm, I'm sure it wouldn't be quite the same experience, <laughs> of course. You know, but for us, it, it's a lot of tourism. I hope to see some new cities that we haven't been to, maybe more than just Sydney, Melbourne, and Brisbane that we've visited yeah. so far. Mm-hmm. A couple of more cities would be nice, and and uh, having maybe a day off. You know, to enjoy. Oh God, yeah, get get a day Australia, off. Australia, yeah. I speak to yeah. far too many bands who come down here on a whirlwind tour, and you're in and out before you even know you've been here. Um, yeah. And <laughs> yeah, if you can avoid it, I, I get that everything's a commercial concern, and you guys have got to make money and make sure Absolutely. the shows are profitable, and the promoter's got to be a good promoter and all that sort of stuff. But Soundworks are very good. If you, I don't know where you're talking to, but Dicey and the guys at Soundworks are fantastic. Uh, in terms yeah. of because they're from Perth, so they can actually get you over to some of those places as well. I think more readily than some of the east coast based uh, touring companies. But anyway, I, I digress. You know, that that sort of hints yeah. at something yeah. else. So the the business side of it, and I do like talking to artists about the business side of it. But you know, any job is difficult. Okay, but the music industry is bloody difficult, really hard to be successful in the first place and to maintain that success. So. You guys have had success and you're keeping that success and you're creatively very fertile. In other words, you've got a lot of irons in the fire that we've already spoken about. But what do you put down your success to? Mm, I suppose, you know, finding the right amount of people and uh, at certain, every certain moment in time because we have changed stylistically along the years and, and because of that, we have a pretty wide fan base as well. The people who, who listen to Antarctica, mm. they are not all power metal people, but they are like also from pop side of things and, and rock music fans. And 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 the, uh, we have really wide like age span. Yeah. In, in the fan base, that uh, we have tiny tiny kids who really love Antarctica, and then really really old people as well, and everything in between. <laughs> and that's that's the wonderful thing. It's like a three generations of Sonotarctica fans that you can sometimes see in the audience and meet. And it, it's it really heartwarming yeah. as well. And, and I, I think it, the thing is that we've never been really extreme to any direction. We are, even when we were sort of power metal thing, we weren't the most extreme and then the purest form of power metal, but rather flirting with rock music and pop mm. music mm. all the time. And then it was like, just like the, it was just tasting like power metal, but it really wasn't, purely power metal but maybe mm. you know some songs of course and it's there and we're never denying and it's still there as a testament you can say that the first song on on Talvi Uo is a power metal song message from the song and so on and it's 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 a, it's a it's a nice thing that you can say that you have something from every album that you've created on your career on your latest album yeah. Yeah. And, and, and that's that's what you having sort of Certain, you know, consistency. <laughs> I say, <laughs> and at the same time, realize that I've, we've been adventuring quite a bit in time on our times. But it's all been in in the vein, like songwriting-wise. Uh, we have had yeah. melodic songs that people can relate to, sort of 
and I don't know. It's difficult. Well, but you, I uh, hope it's. You can always tell it's you guys. You can always. I understand exactly yeah. what you're saying. Like I might not be as familiar with your catalogue as I might be with, say, Megadeth, for example. But I could always tell when it was Sonata Arctica. And the other thing you guys have always done is done really good artwork too, meaningful artwork. You spent a lot of time on that. I can tell. You know, so you've done all of that. You're actually the complete package, really, when I look at it, the whole thing. There's not really an aspect of the band which is not as strong as another aspect, so to speak. You know, that old saying that you're only as strong as your weakest link. I don't really think you guys have got a weak link in that regard, you know. Because I think you do so much and because you're such a presence as a vocalist and there's a lot of your videos out there on YouTube, there's a lot for people to wrap their heads around and people love that. So, yeah, good luck to you, mate. Congratulations on everything. And I really hope this new album does for you what you want it to do for you and that you don't die. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> well, Me too. Thank, thank you very much. <laughs> and uh, and we, we see you down here within 12 months or thereabouts. But thanks for making the music you've made, brother. Uh, absolutely. It would be alarming to say that. I really hope that you die. <laughs> like, oh, just, just for alluding to the comment we made earlier. <laughs> you know, you're talking about you're dying. You're an awful stuff. person. You know, I hope you die. Oh, thanks. <laughs> Well, we can have a laugh at these things, can't we? Because, you yeah. know, I, was, I mean, you're in planes all the time, but I had a horrendous flight down to Sydney a couple of weeks back and my daughter vomited everywhere and stuff. And oh, you, oh. Yeah, you must cop that. You must cop some severe turbulence in aeroplanes when you think, is this it? You know, like, <laughs> maybe not. But, you know, you have these moments yeah, where you think, what the hell's going on? What the hell? What am I going to do when I survive this? Have a beer? Of course. Have a beer. <laughs> yeah, back in the day, before before I had any kids, it was like going into some extreme ride on some like you know fair somewhere yeah. <laughs> and having just fun having a tour plus was fun i enjoyed it i didn't you know think if i die oopsie daisy <laughs> what can i do but nowadays you really get worried but what what's going to happen with the kids if i if i yeah exactly <laughs> yeah i don't, I don't I dive. even talk about this you know <laughs> yeah oh look i don't i don't dive or go on those bloody awful carnival rides anymore either for that reason because i got two no, I, and i don't do it yeah, I get obnoxious even seeing people, you know, in a merry-go-round. It, it's weird. Oh, they're horrible things. A lot of those carnival atmosphere <laughs> rides and stuff that are done by, yeah. by uh, you know, uh, like pretty, I don't know, you're making a judgment here, but they look like pretty dodgy operators, don't they? And you think, oh, I'm going to let my kids go into that fair. Uh, that uh, Have you seen those yeah. videos on Live Leak when they're in India and those carnival rides crash into the ground? And I don't, I mean, I've seen some. You know oh, what I mean. You've seen the viral yeah. videos. You see them, but a lot of them go on live leak, and you're yeah. like, "Holy shit! I'm not going to go on one of those things ever yeah. again." <laughs> There's just no <laughs> way. They're horrendous. <laughs> yeah, well, you really hope that things are done better better in your own country, but you know, you never can be oh, sure. You never. Of course, know. no, but no, yeah, nobody wants to die or kill anybody in in India either. So it's. It, <laughs> Yeah, that's what I think. I it's just hope, poor yeah. bastards have just gone to a, a fun, I don't know what you'd call it, a fair or a county fair or whatever, Yeah, just for a fun yeah. day and they don't come back. It's, it happened here, mate, on the Gold Coast. Um, in, in our biggest biggest theme park, two or three years back, people died. And it's, it was oh, horrendous. Geez, it's just awful. down the road from me. Yeah, it was, it was really, I'll let you huh. read up on about how they died. It was horrible. But you think, Jesus, I mean, these people just go out for a fun day with family and they don't come back. And... Sorry, I know it's a bit of a morbid conversation, but still, I mean, you've got to be, <laughs> yeah. isn't it? Isn't it interesting? Like, like yeah. someone like you has become a musician, and you know, you're grateful for that. Obviously, you're grateful for that. You've just got to lead it, lead your life the way you want to lead it, and then let yeah. let um, providence 
do what it's going to do in the meantime because you can't control fate. Yeah, karma sort of thing, you know. Try to do good things and hope that good things will come back to you. Yeah, that's right. That kind of stuff. Yeah. That's all you can, but mate. That's I think that's all you can do. Just even if people are being assholes to you, as no doubt being in the music industry, you've experienced many times. People are difficult to you and don't pay you. I mean, what you can't pass that on to somebody else, can you? You've just got to suck it in. No, just, not really. Yeah, yeah. and just sort of. And uh, remember the name. That's the thing. You know, never work with that person again. You know, yeah. it's yeah. karma. It's a bitch sometimes. Sometimes you know you've done something that you shouldn't, <laughs> and then some shit happens to you. And you know, oh, we'll make okay, mistakes. that was a payback for something. You know, yeah. But I, I have this thing called lining karma. Like whenever I go in a passport line or in the store oh, somewhere, that yeah. I stand in a line, the line hangs. There's something wrong with somebody somewhere along the line before me, and it's never me, but it's, something happened and, and I, I'm the last out of the store <laughs> or, or passport control or whatever. I'm the oh, last. It, it, happened. it has gone to a point where it's a, almost as a joke, like none of the band members come in the same line with me. Or if I come in the same line with them, they change. Because it always yeah. happens. It's like 90, 90% of the time that happens. But I've learned to kind of divert the bad thoughts in a way that something really good is going to happen to me after all mm-hmm. this lining, you know. <laughs> I've been lining for a month, you know, every day doing something and some, something goes wrong with the line. And, and eventually yeah. something good will always happen. And I kind of credit the whole thing to the lining. To the lining, the karmic lining. Actually, have yeah. you have you guys yeah. have you guys done a lot of touring through Asia yet? So I know Japan obviously uh, go there, but have you not lately, there? not lately. But yeah, the Japan is in, in in making as well, same as with Australia. I haven't yeah. been there in years. Well, my my point was back in the day be, we were. Well, sorry, yeah. Well, my point was going to be that with the exception of Singapore and Japan, and maybe Hong Kong as well, airports yeah. in airports in Asia are horrendous, meaning that. There's no lineups. Everybody just pushes and shoves. My wife's half Filipino, so we go over there quite a bit. And we've got kids, and we try to get the kids on early. But people, you know how they say, let kids on early? People don't give a shit. So they're just shoving us out of the way to get on the flight. And I'm like, we'll go on last. And, you know, because my wife's a bloody, you know, she's one of these bag women who brings 10 bags with her on a flight, which is unnecessary. (laughs) And and, and I'm just like, can you fucking put the bloody bag? Just don't bring the bags. You know, you're around people who don't care and they're sniffling. And, you know, we're going to get sick from just touching our own bags and stuff. In other words, she's... She's exposing us to all this risk that is unnecessary, and then we get onto the plane last when we're in the Philippines and parts of Asia. And I think, man, I don't want to do this anymore. It's it's when I'm traveling by myself, it's fairly easy because I just sort of hang back and I only ever really have luggage I stick underneath the front of the you know the chair in front. I never put it up top. Yeah, right. You know, so is that what you got? Do you guys have those little tricks of trade when you're doing all of the tours that you do? Yes, of course. You know. Uh... With my suitcases, for example, I always put some, you know, attention tape, like red tape or something on the on the handles or something. Yeah. So you can always tell that it's your suitcase. And the same ha- uh, applies also with your hand luggage that mm. we have. That's that's one, one thing that you should make your own luggage stand out from one or ten or hundred same type of things, especially when, when you lose your luggage. Oh, uh, and, and you start searching for it, and you need to make a application, you know, to, that you hope to get it back. They ask what your suitcase is like, and I've been saved by many times. It's a yellow suitcase with some red duct tape, or the, like attention color tape here in the handle, and they write mm. 
they spot it right away from the 10 other yellow suitcases that are there. They, they yeah. don't have to even go through the checking process anymore. And uh, that's that's one thing. And, and of course, you know, nobody stands in the same line with me. That's a trade that the rest <laughs> of the guys have learned. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it is it's, it's like that. The line thing, you're actually bang on point because um, sometimes you're in lines. And I tend to go on the full moon thing. And interesting, we're three days away from a full moon, my wife told me just before I got on the call. And, oh. and I thought, because people do go crazy. I don't know whether you've, you've noticed this in airports and stuff, but talk to rail, you know, people who look after railways, like, you know, the transit officers that check tickets and make sure yeah. nobody's being a dickhead on trains. They'll tell you, as they've told me, that a full moon brings the idiots out, whether they're drunk or high or <laughs> just morons or what have you. They come out and they do things like try to climb out of windows and moving trains for no reason. They try to open the doors of the carriage when the train's still moving and do those videos where they jump out when the train's still moving and they end up hitting their heads on you know just concrete and stuff and it's like why do this oh, stuff God. why bother you know? it's a it, it's a real thing you know it, it happens you know oh, i think it's a universal thing and there's something fundamentally wrong with the wiring that we have oh. or some people have we're not any know. different are we to each other we're human beings we're basically we're weird aren't we we're a funny animal we've got all this sentient consciousness and this apparent intelligence yeah. that leads has allowed us to evolve beyond our primate state but we're not really any yeah. better than primates. <laughs> we're really just no, no, no. primates. Yeah, it's just, you know, carbon nitride, water, and some electronic signals going through. And <laughs> you know, yeah. that's probably what fucks us up. It does. Electricity. That, that bloody religion to the mixed meat, and all of a sudden you've got where we are, you know. <laughs> it's, <laughs> you know, we could solve all the world's problems if every, somebody gave us enough pint, pints to do it. You know, so I always say that. Give us enough beers and we'll solve all of the world's problems. And if only people listen to us, then we'd have all of the world's problems yeah. solved, you know. It's, uh, but it's been, yeah. look, it's been great chatting to you, mate. You know, congratulations on everything like you've before. And, uh, good luck with the tour and the interviews and everything else. Thank you very much, Andrew. No worries, mate. Hope to see you in Australia soon. Absolutely. Hope so. Fingers crossed on that one. Big time. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Okay. All right. Thanks very much. No worries, mate. Thank you. Cheers. 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 Bye. Bye. You've been listening to the Scars and Guitars podcast series that, of course, syndicates for the A-List Online, your new favourite website. Go and check it out at www.thealistonline.net. Yes, that's it, .net. There's no .au afterwards. It's just .net. And check out interviews and features and indeed podcast episodes with all of these wonderful artists that you enjoy listening to me talk to. That was one of them. That was Tony Kako from the Finnish Outfit, Sonata Arctica. Hope you enjoyed that. Tune in again sometime soon. Have a good one. Bye.